And now it's time for Talking Trade, sponsored by Michael Best Strategies and MMAC's World Trade Association. Welcome to Talking Trade. I'm Sandy Siegel, president of ME Day. And I'm Katie Henry, executive director of the MMAC World Trade Association. This morning, we're really excited to have Jennifer Jin with us as our guest. Jen is the Senior Counsel uh, Global Compliance Contract Litigation at Briggs & Stratton. Prior to that, Jen was the Chief Legal Officer at WEDC. And before that, you were the International Trade Law Attorney at Hush Blackwell. So Jen, thank you for joining us today. We're excited to have you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Right. It's nice to see you again, Jen. I um, We've had the pleasure of crossing paths in, in Wisconsin trade and programs and, um, you know, working with you um, in your your uh, in, in your attorney roles um, in various places. So um, I'm really interested in reconnecting. Um, a lot of focus these days on, on sanctions and export controls, and they they appear to be getting more relevant as we're dealing with you know some large economic powers and sanctions, and and you know the the risks seem to be getting larger. Um, again, more relevant, significant to exporters and companies. So I, I think you know with with the various hats you've worn, um, you've probably got some some real practical advice and experience on on how that impacts everybody. So so tell us about what some of the best practices are from your perspective in in ensuring that businesses are ready to respond to the quickly changing environment in, in regards to sanctions and export control. Absolutely. So as we all know, um, the geopolitical environment over in Russia and the Ukraine has really created a lot of change within the export controls. And um, it's vital that companies, um, especially global companies, are able to respond and understand their responsibilities as it relates to some of those changing laws, not just here in the United States, but all across the world. Um, so one of the most important things, anytime you're responding to any type of um, governmental um, regulatory um, changes is to really understand the scope of that, that impact, understanding how it plays into your business so the key thing to really understand is, for example, in Russia, who is there? Do you have employees there? Do you have suppliers there? Do you have customers, vendors? What is your presence in the areas that, in the regions that may be impacted by the sanctions or export control? Um, once you have a sense of that, then really the most important thing is to ensure that you're bringing in the right team. So looking cross-functionally and determining who needs to be part of this rapid response team. So one of the things that we did at Briggs was once all these export control changes were coming into play, we really brought together a rapid response team. Um, cross-functionally, we identified individuals in the sales area, individuals within finance, individuals in logistics, um, all across the board, the global compliance team, the legal team, figuring out who it was that needed to be part of that conversation as to what do we do in response to some of the changes that are happening. So um, that's one of the key things to really look into when it comes to what to do when things are changing quickly. 
The other thing to really, really think about is how you're communicating what the response is organizationally, so as well as externally. So part of our response is really to communicate what are we doing in response to the changes that are happening, not just to our internal team, because that's vital that everybody be on the same page as to how we're responding to the, um, the changes, the export controls, the sanctions, but also sending out communications. And we drafted separate communications to our suppliers and our customer base. Um, and for our suppliers, we really were soliciting, do you, are you impacted by some of these export control changes? Do you source from Russia? What kind of things are you doing to ensure that you're able to meet your obligations so that we can ensure that our supply chain remains, remains um, secure and in place? Um, on the customer side, what we really did was we tiered it out. So we identified you know, the high risk customers, those that may have presence or impact in Russia or other high risk areas. And then those that um, just probably needed a notification. And so we had different communications going out to each of those, the high priority, high risk entities, and then those that just got the general communication, which was, you know, we follow the laws and we expect you to follow the laws for that general communication. On the high risk side of things, we had them sign an expert control certificate that basically stated that we recognize that we have these rules that, and we're gonna follow them. And um, so that was kind of our tiered approach on that end. Um, I think one of the core best practice is to ensure that you have controls in place, not just humans, human controls, but also IT focused controls. So we really worked with our IT team to ensure that we understood um, how to identify the potential partners that were having Russian presence. Um, and or how we could block um, transactions with those particular vendors, customers, and banks. So, you know, I think that it's really about communication. It's about understanding how to get the message out to the right folks and how to ensure that you're creating systematic protections within your own company that will protect the company from making inadvertent errors. John, do you have any recommendations for blind spots that might take a company by surprise as it relates to dealing with export controls? Absolutely. So um, I think one of the big things that companies may not be thinking through would be um, when you're talking about exports, in some ways, payments that go to different countries could be considered an export, right? So your payments to your suppliers, to your vendors, um, to even like refunds to your customers, I think it's vital, especially with all of the different sanctions that are going on with regards to banks and entities, um, to ensure that you know how those payments are being processed, right? So one of the key things to think about, especially on the financial side, is there are a number of different banks that have been blocked by OFAC. And um, in addition to understanding your bank is okay, and your customer's bank is okay, to understand that banks often use intermediaries. So they often have to transfer banks kind of like a post office, right? You can't get it straight there, you have to go through a path. So if any of the intermediaries on the path are sanctioned, then you could inadvertently violate OFAC requirements. And so it's vital that you understand and make it clear to your business partners, wherever they may be, 
because they may not be located in Russia or the Ukraine or wherever, but they may have a bank that has that type of connection or it may be sanctioned. Um, so understanding that is critical. Also, I think that this is something that you all are very aware of, but just what's the supply chain and making sure that you understand not only who, where your products are coming from directly, but where your products are coming from um, along the chain. So where are the materials coming from? Are the materials gonna be sourced from places or people or entities that are, that are sanctioned? Um, on the other end of it, with regards to customers, who are they selling to? And oftentimes it's really important, especially as compliance professionals, to really build out the relationship with your partners your, your internal partners, um, your sales folks, your logistics folks, they have that visibility and they often have those conversations with their customers or with their vendors where they understand, you know, we sell it to you and then you sell it on to certain things for uses for certain entities in certain countries. So just making sure that they're keyed in, especially in this really sensitive time that, it's, we, that we cannot sell to certain places, we cannot sell for certain functions, and really making sure that they are acting as your first line of defense and highlighting potential problems as, um, as they, they may see it. And I often tell my partners internally that you are the experts in your area. So you know if you see a red flag. And so anytime there's a red flag, come to us and we will work with you we're not going to say we're not the, the department of no we want to figure out what we can do and if it's possible and if it's not then you would be protected the organization from making an error that could potentially be um, critical absolutely well you, you bring up a great point and it's something we've seen i've certainly seen over the years that um, the compliance has been silo to the compliance team. And it's so important to have all everyone in the company have the awareness because everybody has, you know, some exposure and, and creates a liability um, and, and has information that can be vital to, to managing the risk. So that is such a huge part of, of raising the awareness internally. Um, I, you're going to be presenting, uh, Katie's going to tell us a little bit more about that, and that's certainly a great way to try to stay informed. Certainly a lot of smaller companies don't have um, the, um, the pleasure of having a, a large trade compliance team such as Briggs, so it, it's hard to stay updated. Um, again, you know, some great programs through World Trade, Katie will tell us about yours coming up. Um, other resources you can recommend? Um, to, to, you know, for smaller companies trying to, to stay on top of all this, besides the ME Day great newsletter um, and, and other information that's out there. Absolutely. So um, I guess the, I think that the best resources for me are um, some of the blogs and other types of um, newsletters that are um, put together, um, especially when it comes to some of the law firms that are out there. Um, we've got, um, I think Sandler, Travis, and Rosenberg does a really nice job of summarizing things. I think Hush Blackwell does a really nice job with the export control and sanctions updates that they put together. Um, I think that um, Baker McKenzie does a really nice job. Um, I think they really focus a lot on the, um, the um, vlogs, the video blogs. Um, and that's something that typically I'd prefer to do a little bit of reading myself because I'm old school that way, but it's definitely a different way to reach out to um, the different folks who like to 
get that information in different ways. So that is, um, though I think that the one, the, the law firms that do a really good job of kind of summarizing the new developments and um, giving some practical um, guidance as to how to make things work better. Right, and, and it is changing so, so quickly. Um, so I, I think all those resources are helpful. Thank you, Jen, for joining us on Talking Trade. Um, Katie, can you give a quick um, info sure. commercial on um, upcoming programs? And again, thank you for joining us. Sure, I just want to quickly mention that we have a Global Business Insight Series coming up. It's a seven-week series. Um, takes place every Wednesday between September 21st and October 26th. Jen will be um, the kickoff session coming up in a few weeks on September 21st. And you'll be talking about compliance and um, it's a great way for folks to continue the conversation with a expert such as Jen. So thanks, appreciate it. Thanks for it was a pleasure coming being on today. Here. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And um, I look forward to, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Look forward to seeing you all again very soon. And thank right. you for all you do for the trade community and to ensure that Wisconsin's well-informed and ready to really um, uh, be out there and um, get exporting and um, really building out the business. Yes, and, and hopefully minimizing risk. So, yes. Right. yes. Thanks, Jennifer, Jen, and thank you all for uh, joining thank us you. on Talking Trade. You've been listening to Talking Trade, sponsored by Michael Best Strategies and MMAC's World Trade Association.